0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Silver Metal Sports. I'm your host, Ivan Walter. I'm a senior communications major at Pittsburgh State University in Pittsburgh, Kansas, trying to make it in the world of sports broadcasting. Silver Metal Sports is a show that will be about all the greatest athletes, coaches, and teams that couldn't get that sought after championship. In this show, we will be covering many different sports, from basketball to soccer, football to rugby. Throughout history, there are countless greats who were close to getting to the top, but just weren't able to seal the deal. This show will cover their stories and all that was going on at the time in each of their careers. Silver Metal Sports will air each week on Fridays at 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. And without further ado, let's get on with the show. How's it going guys? I'm your host Ivan Walter. This is your first real podcast here on Silver Metal Sports and I just wanted to let you guys know who I am but also give you a little taste of what the show is all about. This episode is going to be a half and half experience. I want to start it off with a little introduction so you can get to know me a little bit and then the second half will be a short version of what the show will normally be so you can get familiar with how this is going to go. So, like I said, My name is Ivan. I'm from Pittsburgh, Kansas, moved around a little bit as a kid, but I've done almost all of my schooling in the southeast corner of Kansas. From an early age, I have been in love with sports and competitions. I played youth soccer for a long time and then ended up playing five different sports in high school. I did band and choir and lots of activities as well. I've got a love for video games too. Even just now talking about it, I think I have a real problem with competition. The point is that sports are a huge part of my life and I think they have a huge impact on the world around us. I want to be a sports broadcaster one day, and what better way to get that started than to, you know, make my own podcast? Now that I am in college, I have gotten the chance to be a part of my university's rugby club, and I'll tell you, it's changed my life for the better. I was the president of the club here and helped lead my team to a top 15 finish in the country. Playing rugby in all honesty was probably the best decision I have ever made. Not only have I made some great friends and memories, but... I figured out that I've got a passion for not just one sport, but sports of all variety. I believe there are so many games and moments that people are just unaware of, and in all honesty, it's what led me to this idea for this podcast. Think about it. How many of your personal favorite athletes have done so many amazing things, great plays, big moments that just get lost in history? Really, the only things that do get remembered are the champions or the GOATs, And I think it's time for the next best to get some credit for all the things they have done, too. I want to talk about teams and guys that captured people's hearts but just weren't able to make it all the way. You know, the Cinderella stories, or the teams that got upset at the very last moment. The players who have scoring titles but never had the team around them to go all the way through the playoffs. I want silver medal sports to break down those moments that captured people's attention but may have been forgotten by some. So for this first episode, since we're getting to know me a little bit, I wanted to kick the show off getting to know my personal all-time favorite athlete, Donovan McNabb. Just like my father before me, I am a diehard Eagles fan, and I recently got to watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl on my birthday, and let me tell you, I haven't stopped talking about it since then. Most episodes won't be about my biases or my favorite players, but I thought it was fitting to you know, start the show off this way, getting to know me and then my favorite player because number 5 had a lot to do with me falling in love with not just the Eagles, but sports in general. I remember seeing McNabb in multiple NFC championships and even a Super Bowl, and time and time again he would just come up a little bit short. He was a Madden cover athlete at one time, and he really deserves a little bit more credit in my personal opinion. So, thanks again for tuning into Silver Medal Sports, and we'll be right back with the story of Donovan McNabb. The date is September 12, 1998. Syracuse takes on Michigan at the Big House. A crowd of 111,000 goes home disappointed as Donovan McNabb and the Orangemen beat Tom Brady in Michigan 38 28. Donovan goes 21 of 27 on the day for 233 yards and three touchdowns. McNabb was known for being a dominant passer, but he had a great scrambling ability as well. He scored a 17-yard rushing touchdown after losing his cleat from 10 yards out. McNabb and the Syracuse Orange won that game 38-28, but it was not as close as it seems. Syracuse led 38-7 going into the fourth quarter. It was only after some starters were pulled that Michigan was able to put up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. A dominating victory for Donovan McNabb and the Syracuse Orange as Michigan goes home stunned. This was one of Donovan's most iconic performances in his Syracuse career. Donovan had plenty of great games though. As a freshman, he completed the longest touchdown pass in Syracuse history, a 96-yard throw against West Virginia. McNabb redshirted in 1994, but after that went on to start every game during his college career, compiling a 35-14 record. McNabb had plenty of great accomplishments during his career at Syracuse. He was named Big East Offensive Player of the Year three times from 1996 to 1998. He was also named Big East Offensive Player of the Decade for the 1990s and then was later named to the Syracuse All-Century Football Team. McNabb had a lot of attention coming out of college and would eventually be picked second in the 1999 NFL Draft, behind first pick Tim Couch. McNabb played a couple of games in his first year in the NFL, but it wasn't until his second season that he became the starter. In his first full season as a starter, Donovan McNabb took the Eagles to their first playoff appearance since 1996, where they defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-3 before losing to the New York Giants in the next round. In what was just his second season in the NFL, Donovan McNabb finished second in MVP voting to only the legendary Marshall Falk, who set the record for most touchdowns in a season that year. Not bad company for a second year quarterback. McNabb was a perennial all-star quarterback. He had great years, but none like that of the 2004 Super Bowl run. McNabb put up good numbers every year, but it wasn't until this year that he averaged eight yards per attempt, completed 64% of his passes, and he threw 31 touchdowns while also only throwing eight interceptions. These numbers translated to a passer rating of 104.7. He was the first quarterback in league history to throw over 30 touchdowns and fewer than 10 interceptions in a single season. While McNabb was playing some of the best football of his career, we have to give credit where it's due. The addition of Terrell Owens to the team was massive. He caught 77 passes for 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns in just 14 games. As a result, the Eagles finished with their franchise-best 16-game season ever. They finished 13-3 and after starting the season off 7-0. and Everyone knew what studs the Eagles were, but it wasn't until week 13 when the Eagles went up against another Super Bowl contender in the Green Bay Packers that the NFL was put on alert. Coming into this matchup, the Philadelphia Eagles were 10-1 and the Green Bay Packers were 7-4. It looked like it was going to be a slugfest, as after the first quarter, the Philadelphia Eagles were only up 7-0 as Terrell Owens caught a 41-yard pass from Donovan McNabb. Everything looked alright for the Packers after the first quarter, only being down seven points, but that was when the Eagles' offense really turned it on. In just the second quarter alone, he would throw four more touchdown passes to finish the day off with five in total. He threw for 464 yards and really wouldn't have to play in the second half as the Eagles ran away with a victory, 47-17. This was a big deal as the Eagles were more than likely going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and the Packers couldn't come into their field and score 20 points with Hall of Famer Brett Favre as their quarterback, the NFL was on notice as the Eagles were riding a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. With a 13-3 record, the Eagles earned a first-round bye and wouldn't have to play until the second round against the Minnesota Vikings. Both the Eagles and the Vikings took a quarterback in the 1999 NFL draft. The Vikings were led by Dante Culpepper and the Eagles, Donovan McNabb, The Eagles were heavy favorites in this game as the Vikings were 8-8 on the season. The Eagles wasted no time in this game. At the 6-22 mark, Donovan McNabb would find Freddie Mitchell for a two-yard touchdown pass to put the Eagles up 7-0. The Eagles were playing shorthanded this game as Terrell Owens was out with a broken foot. Even so, Donovan McNabb wasted no time as he would find Brian Westbrook in the second quarter for another passing touchdown to go up 14-0. It looked like the game was going to get out of hands until Dante Culpepper rushed for a 7-yard touchdown to get them back within 7. However, that would just not be enough as the Eagles would go on to win the game 27-14 in dominating fashion. Donovan McNabb would finish the game with 280 yards on 21 of 33 passing and 2 touchdowns. The Eagles are riding a lot of momentum and they were going to their 4th straight NFC championship game. While Donovan nab may hold some records with the Eagles and have been up for a couple of MVPs, I personally believe that going to four straight NFC Championship games was his biggest accomplishment in his career. After dominating the Vikings in the second round of the playoffs, the Eagles were destined to take on the Atlanta Falcons, led by Michael Vick. In 2004 Michael Vick was averaging about 150 yards passing and 60 yards rushing per game, so the Eagles had their hands full. Luckily. Game time was supposed to be 17 degrees Fahrenheit. The weather turned out to be a big factor in this one, as Michael Vick ended up with 136 yards passing and only 26 yards rushing. McNabb, on the other side, had 180 yards passing, 2 touchdowns, and 32 yards rushing. When people think of the best rushing quarterbacks in history, Michael Vick is almost always mentioned. But people fail to realize that McNabb was a great rusher himself. McNabb was the fourth quarterback in NFL history to amass more than 30,000 passing yards, 200 touchdown passes, 3,000 rushing yards, and 20 rushing touchdowns in his career. Another stat I'd like to highlight is that in these two games, Donovan McNabb threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns, all without Terrell Owens playing. Owens was cleared to play in the Super Bowl, but he defied doctor's orders by playing on an injured ankle containing two screws and a metal plate. However, Terrell Owens' injury would be the least of the Eagles' worries this night. In Super Bowl 39, the Philadelphia Eagles would be taking on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. This would be the first Super Bowl appearance for the Eagles in many years, and their first after losing three consecutive NFC Championship games. The game would start off with both teams struggling and no one being able to score in the first quarter. Both teams seemed stagnant in the first quarter as the defenses really ramped it up. Late in the first quarter, Donovan McNabb would throw his first interception of the entire postseason and his first red zone interception of the season. This didn't stop the Eagles' defense. They then forced a three and out on their ensuing possession and Philadelphia got great field possession by receiving the punt at the Patriots' 45-yard line. But just like on their last possession, the Eagles would end up turning the ball over. L.J. Smith lost a fumble while being tackled by defensive back Randall Gay and Eugene Wilson. The game would go back and forth until finally the Eagles would break the Patriots' defense. Donovan McNabb would find L.J. Smith for a six-yard touchdown to go up 7 nothing. Being down 7 nothing would be the first time that the New England Patriots trailed in the entire playoffs. The Patriots would look to strike back, but on the four-yard line of the Eagles, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady fumbled the ball on a fake handoff. The Eagles, however, could not capitalize and went 3-and-out on the next possession. Later in the second, David Givens would get a touchdown from Tom Brady to make it 7-7 by halftime. It was only the second halftime tie in Super Bowl history, and the first time both of the game's first two quarters ended tied. With two uncharacteristic turnovers in the first half, the Eagles were just happy to have a tie ball game on their hands. This didn't stop the Patriots from coming out on fire in the second half. On their opening drive, Patriots wide receiver Dion Branch caught four passes for 71 yards. The drive would be capped off by a two-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady to put the Patriots up 14-7. The Eagles would then later come out and tie the game with 3.39 left to go in the third with a 74-yard 10-play drive that was capped by McNabb's 10-yard touchdown pass to running back Brian Westbrook. The score was 14-14. For the first time in Super Bowl history, the game was tied going into the fourth. It was neck and neck in the fourth quarter until Corey Dillon scored a two-yard rushing touchdown for the Patriots to put them up 21-14. The Eagles would follow with a three-and-out possession, giving the Patriots the ball back. It would go back and forth again until finally Adam Vinatieri would make a kick to put the Patriots up 24-14 with 8.40 to go in the game. The Eagles showed some life, however, with 540 left in the game as the Eagles drove 79 yards in 13 plays, scoring on Donovan McNabb's 30-yard touchdown pass to receiver Greg Lewis that cut the deficit to 24-21. With only 1 minute and 48 seconds to go in the ballgame, the Eagles had to try to get the onside kick. The Eagles, however, failed to do so, with Christian Faria catching the ball cleanly and sliding down to seal possession for New England. The Eagles would get the ball back with 46 seconds left, but on third down, McNabb threw a pass that deflected off of the outstretched fingertips of Smith and into the arms of Harrison for an interception with nine seconds left. Tom Brady took a knee to run out the clock, clinching the third Super Bowl title for the Patriots. Even though Donovan McNabb would end up with three interceptions, he finished with a QBR of 75.4 after throwing for 357 yards and three touchdowns in this one. While the season was considered a failure by most, Donovan McNabb still put up some great numbers. He threw for 31 touchdown passes on eight interceptions in the regular season. He also ran for three more. In the Super Bowl, he threw for 357 yards and three touchdowns. So while things may not have ended the way the Eagles wanted, it was one hell of a season for a second-place finish. Thanks again for listening to Silver Metal Sports. Be sure to tune in next Friday for another episode. I'm Ivan Walter. Thanks for listening, and remember to always find that silver lining.